continue to be over it until the day that I fucking die. Until the day that I die, I will be over capitalism. I mean, this isn't how the human experience on this world is supposed to be. <laughs> I don't think on any planet this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm only on Earth, so I can only speak for Earth. But Mars, <laughs> I, I ain't society ain't supposed to be governed the way that society is governed. Here we are, slaving away, working away. Even not even the the best that you can get. I, I guess it depends on your your level of consciousness or like how you come to understand and view the world. Because I think the best that you can get as someone who is like anti-capitalist is entrepreneurship. And then even then you still slave to capitalism. Like you might not have nobody calling the shots. Yeah, you have no boss your own boss, but you still essentially you governed. You still governed by the rules of capitalism, whether you like it or not. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people like, oh, entrepreneurship is freedom. To some degree, I, I mean, I guess if you make hell of money, yeah. it is. But <laughs> yeah. if you conscious of the world that you live in, how could this be freedom when your day-to-day is still concerned with making money, paying rent, paying bills? You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather or, than eradicating the system that in total, in its totality. Or even if even if you like don't really aren't so aren't so much engaged in a social, economic, and political viewpoints right if like if yours is just projected onto you by the by the state right like you either form it form one or it's it's given to you right and so if you're someone that's just like you accept the standards and the morals and the systems that have been pushed upon you um let's say you accept those things and you are thriving in them right like you're a millionaire uh at some point i mean you hear all the time you hear you hear people with money who don't be happy don't be happy <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. or like even you, even everything, your life becomes one big coping mechanism. That's why you over, you got a, a closet with a hundred pairs of shoes. It's not going to make you happy. I'm looking at my closet sometimes like, damn, I really thought that pair of shoes was going to make me feel something. <laughs> I feel like it's sad, bro. Like, and it did for that moment, You know, it did, it for, did that for that moment, moment but it's, but like, it's, like, it's like, consumerism. It's you know, hey. it's, it's consumerism. Or that's why you got to have all these plans why you constantly taking vacation. That's why you, con- you know, you constantly buying, going, drinking. Like, bro, that's not how life is supposed I I don't think that's how life is no, supposed to be. No, it's not. You know. It's not. I don't think that's how life is supposed to be. You just have the means to create your life and to turn yourself into the ultimate consumer. That's what rich. That's what uh, rich that's all is. it is. You just live in the ultimate consumer. That's what, that's what you are. Yeah, you just live in a life by your desire, essentially. Consume, consume. Mm-hmm. I want this. I desire this. You staying high, and you stay. You you stay chasing that next yeah, thing. Okay, stay. I just did this thing. Now I need to go do this thing. <laughs> and you know you ain't living because you still just coping. Some, or you just I don't know if coping is the right word. It's co- it's a coping mechanism. It for sure is. That's why I'm grateful for the su- the success that I've experienced in music because it it allowed me to like get a lot of my contradictions out the way early. Like I'm able to see how money can jade you, uh, how access, celebrity, those type of lifestyles can. Uh, I've seen what it takes you to, and it's just like. I probably haven't seen the heights of it, right? Like, I haven't made hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. I haven't been on no worldwide tours and no shit like that, no Grammys, nothing like that. But, like, I've I've been around enough people who got it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this nigga's miserable. <laughs> this nigga yeah. is miserable because he, he isn't 
right within or they aren't right within and they not like after a while the consumption like after you know after a while it's like you have every shoe you have as many cars as you can drive you have the mansion but you still feel dead inside and so the opposite is what the point of this all being like none of us are some of us is based off the hierarchy of needs right like i would i would say that the person who has to worry about shelter who has to worry about food who has to worry about clothing is way worse off mentally than the person who just feels empty because their life is nothing but consumerism right but like that's that cannot be compared to not having a health care but the point of it being nigga no one's enjoying this no one is enjoying this that's why elon musk is constantly going to the moon <laughs> They got so much fun money, they just figuring out new places to colonize. Because motherfuckers is empty inside, bro. We all, we, you know what I'm saying? Luckily, you know. Well, yeah, it's, it's when you divorced from higher meaning, from higher purpose, from you divorced from spirit that you so consumed. When you divorced from the from, you divorced so from people. You feel from me? You divorced, you from, you from community, like, it's like you're making that much money, you even the way you see other people is as consumers, as products, as something to What be can gained, I sell to control. this person? How you can know? I control this person? How can I make this person work? <laughs> 14 hours and only paying for 8 hours all they're thinking about is control yeah. tyranny <laughs> like that, that's what that is yeah. and none of us you know it's here we are slaving away to capitalism slaving away yeah. and it's been our shit for centuries bro centuries 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 I just started reading The Black Jacobins uh, by C.L.R. James and he started off with just like history of painting a picture of uh, new African subjugation in America. I'm just like, oh my, you know, he talking about our transportation over here, like being chained, right arm to right arm, left arm to left arm, collar on your neck, shield on your face, you know. We wonder why. Bunks. We wonder why 20 years later, why we is claustrophobic. You know, like, but it's just like I, I think <laughs> it's wild, bro. Like our our subjugation, bro, has been a. Like this suffering, this is suffering. I don't care what nobody say. Like, bro, you, how do you? Luckily, again, and then like through it, through it, he talks about how, you know, through community, through songs, through religion, through practices, we were able to keep our heads up. So I know how we able to do it. But like, bro, this is we talking about centuries in the making, centuries in the making. We could put our heads in the sand and act like ain't nothing happening, but. Every day, bro, you look at. That's what the society tries to do to us, though. Yeah. You feel me? Is like get us so quote-unquote uh, addicted to this like consumptionist material world that we escape that we, that we escape you feel me it's like the black mirror like we escape into twitter we escape into instagram we escape into video games and then like we don't have a, a understanding of the true oppression that we are subjected to right now in the past it becomes this past thing like oh it was it was well, not long ago, it was, it was that was a while ago. Like, no matter right now, nah, the plantation you know has I mean? shifted. It's literally, like, yeah, it's a digital plantation. <sighs> I was on. talking to Q about that. He's like, bro, we have, like, we we on a digital plantation now. I'm like, bro, this is, you know, and like it's it's expanded, right? Now you can go a little further. You got your little amenities. All of us now get to wear masses clothes. You feel me? Like, it's all of us get to wear masks, clothes. Shop all of stores. us can learn how to read now. We all get to what Malcolm said. You get to mm -hmm. use the toilet next to a white person. You, you feel get, me? You get to use the same uh, open table <laughs> application to make a reservation for you know, dinner. It's, it's, it's little things that's, that's yeah. shifting, but for the most part, 
the plantation the structure is the same. Yeah. What true freedom do we have? You know, like to where it's like, even I would I be reading about uh, you know, like pre colonial, uh, pre Europe pre Africa pre European contact or uh, Africa kind of post-colonial, right, well, quote-unquote post-colonial, where you start seeing the African nations starting to get to take, quote-unquote, sovereignty and stuff, right? But they talked about, like, the work days. You know, it was like you were working to produce uh, for the tribe, the nation, the town, right? But the driving force wasn't profit. So, you know, like, like okay, we're going to do this six, we're going we gonna to work this six-hour day, this eight-hour day, then we're going to commune. We got time for, you know, it's like, you don't have that, bro. You work, the average person in America, you got to wake up, you know, depending on if you got kids or something, your, your morning routine, you spending two hours just to get motherfuckers ready, you know, then you got to drive to work, you get to work, clock in, do that whole drive, like, how much free time do you actually have? You have one day, which is Saturday, because even Sunday is being spent, being spent prepping for Monday. If you don't have a second job. You, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have, <laughs> if you don't have a second <laughs> you job. Feel like, me? It's like... You ain't got no time. That's really what you think you was brought here on. We're going to talk more about this. That's why I'm happy to talk about this episode. But, like, you really think that's what we was brought here to do? Is to work like that? To make other people rich? That's why the Europeans brought us to this land, though. <laughs> You're still working to make to make, to make make Massa rich, whether however you want to cut it. However. Whether Massa is the politician, sure, the even, Musk, even, even, even if you're an entre, uh, entrepreneur, because you're going to have to pay taxes. Massa is still getting a, a, ch- a cut. Out of your check. And what George Jackson saying, so that brother, where taxes is supposed to be used to to uplift the community to for civil services. What is it used for? NSA, the military, CIA, the FBI, all these three letter agencies. Oh, look in the ghettos of East Oakland, all them taxpayers and all the in the potholes in the street. But hey, democracy though, right? We could vote on the CIA. We could vote on the FBI. We could vote on the NSA. I was doing some research on the NSA for the power to the people, and. I don't have the right exact years, but I, for like 20 years, the NSA was in existence and the people didn't even know. Like they, like for 20 some years, NSA was all in existence. Our tax dollars is funding literally the government spying on us and we have no idea. I mean, yeah. but we want to talk about democracy. But of course, we, we know that that's. Uh, where, 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 where are our taxpayers, where are our, where are our taxpayer dollars going? Like military. How, how does, how does a street like, how does a camera on every corner in Oakland, how does, how does that help me with my health care? How does that help me with housing? How does that help with public school education? Where are the dollars going? It's going to funding. I know where our, our uh, county dollars is going, to OPD. How is the OPD $700 million budget over the next two years? How is that impacting me as someone in Alameda County in Oakland? How is that impacting my day-to-day well-being? These niggas ain't solved the murder in who knows how long. They're not handing out no meals. They're not helping people, motherfuckers cross the street. They're not, like, they're not putting out fires. They're protecting property. So where is where where are the taxpayer dollars going? To our oppression. That's that's what's so cold about this. You feel me? Is that even like they have oppression down to such a science that we ourselves fund our own oppression, whether we like it or not. And there's nothing we can essentially do. The only thing we can do is overthrow it. We can't change it. You can't assimilate and join it. You have to overthrow it. At the end of the day. Because this, this is what the system is. <laughs> it literally is down to such a science that you pay tax dollars every single year. Or every time you go buy something from the store, you're getting taxed. And then that money is going back to the same system that is oppressing you. 
that is forcing you to work, <laughs> that is forcing you to produce a product that they then sell back to you, that you have no ownership or control over. <laughs> or they stole the, the materials and the raw resources from Africa, <laughs> where they stole you from, now they're selling back the product to you. It's evolutions of it. It's warpings of it. But it's all, this, it's all the same game. Here we are on this falls, you know, episode 123 <laughs> of Slaves to Capitalism. <laughs> oh, man. I got to free ourselves from this plantation, inshallah, man. It's, it, ain't, it ain't supposed to be this way. It ain't supposed to be this way. You know, luckily we, we, we guide it. We guide it. Hey, man, the, 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 the principles, you feel me? The principles stay the same. The books. No, that's all we can do is be guided. The season might change, but the principle stays the same, man. Come yeah. on, you know? <laughs> episode 120. I said 123. is 122, I think. Yeah, it's episode 122. For sure is. Episode 122, Hella Black Podcast, a.k.a. Slaves to Capitalism. We here. Rocky. Black Joy, huh? I got Black Joy. I got for sure got some Black Joy. I mean, it's like, it's... We we need to do this though. Like I'm learning this through my out through therapy and through. I can't remember if it's from theory I was reading or some somewhere I was reading, but it's like the importance of a, acknowledging what you're going through, right? Like we can acknowledge what we're going through, say that it's hard, and continue to work. You know, and still so have can, optimism as a discipline. Yeah. Like we just talked about revolutionary optimism a couple episodes ago, right? Was that your last episode? That was last episode. Yeah, last eight. episode we talked about revolutionary op- optimism. So I can acknowledge my conditions and still say, hey, but we're going to do this pop. We're going to organize. We're going to do this, even though niggas is slaves to capitalism. You know? But my... First, before we get into Black Joy, patreon.com backslash hella black pod. Pay up, for real, though. Or just support us. Who can, uh, yeah, you know, support us, pay up, whatever words y'all want to use. Even if you want to say mutual aid, no. <laughs> that would be the hot, the hot words of the day. Yeah, it's you know, mutual aid. Shit. Give, give some mutual support. aid to our Patreon. You give Patreon. us something, we're giving it to the next person. Slash we give y'all something, y'all pie. give it to the next person. Subscribe, you know, $5 a month. I think that's a, I think this is worth $5. I think even just the first 10 minutes of our stuff is worth the $5. So you're really getting over. Again, slaves to capitalism. Mm-hmm. There we go. Come on. Black joy. My black joy. Hasn't happened yet. God willing, it will. Saturday, I'm about to spend some time with my siblings. My nephew is back home, been gone for a couple months with his with his father and stuff. And so I'm used to see uh, my nephew. I'm used to see both my nieces. I'm used to see two of my sisters, my grandma, my pops. About to be out the way chilling with them. Uncle Roy finna be in, in full effect. Man. <laughs> my, I'm gonna see more. I'm gonna see three of my sisters, and my 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 youngest brother. Um, you know, my little sister. She, my youngest sister. We've been doing all her college stuff. It's been, it's been wild. It's it's been it's been tough. <laughs> it's a big learning experience, and then I realize like how I got a lot of empathy for any any like 17, 16, 18 year old who had to go through this experience on their own and didn't have parents by their side or or guardians or elders or whoever else to help them through this because there has to be a balance between, you know, prepping your child for the future, but also realizing, like, bro, this is so much information, so much going on, so many choices. Like, people need their handheld through this. Kids need their, it's still kids. 
dealing with kids, right? And I had to get myself out of that. Like, oh, I'm going to let my sister, you know, I'm going to let her struggle through some of this so she can know. But also, I don't care. Next year in college, it's her first year, and she needs help navigating something. She needs to be able to call me, not, oh, figure it out, you an adult. Yeah. And so it's been grounding and all that, and I'm just happy to see my family this weekend. So, so uh, Just been... Do all the readings I'll be doing, but that's why black history is so important. That's why African history is so important. They won't teach us to it because everything that's been able, the only way that we've been able to survive through all this is community, bro. Is the family, is community, bro. You know, and family don't just mean blood, you know, the Shakur family. Literally. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't all blood, you know, a lot of of adopted relatives, a lot of, you know, family by choice. Uh, And so it's just like, we need community. We ha- we we needed to get through anything in us through my readings and through my own life. I'm being grounded in that more and more. So I'm, I'm happy for it. I'm looking forward to this Saturday. That's what's up. Happy for y'all. Should be a good time. It's gonna be. I think my mom gonna. I don't know. Maybe some oysters. You know. Who? <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you a full meal. Yeah. You know, I know you got your, we will wait to the to the sunset. I already ate a sandwich in front of you. <laughs> Raven talking about Halal Snickers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. What's your yeah. choice on the way or already happened? I already happened for sure. I mean, I got more stuff on the way, inshallah. But, you know, I'm getting close to... I'm definitely an OG now, but, you know, turn, turn 29. Uh, it's definitely a blessing to have 29 years uh, of life. You know what I'm saying? Um, first birthday, sober. You know, a decade or something, over 10 years, you know what I'm saying? So, I think that was definitely a mark of a lot of my my evolution, um, the inner struggles I've had with myself, the, uh, like, energy high, you know what I'm saying, a fight against myself. And, yeah, so it's definitely a first birthday as a Muslim as well, you know what I'm saying? So, it was a lot of firsts, uh, a lot of firsts you feel me? And then yeah. now we in Ramadan, you know what I'm saying? So, it was good just, like – Reflecting on the growth, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, like, looking back at my life and seeing, like, how I've made shifts so fast in, like, eight months, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, yeah. I still got, uh, I ain't no perfect Muslim, never will be, but obviously got a lot of uh, growth. I still got to do a lot of evolution that I still want to do as a person, you know? But definitely, like, proud of my growth and my, my steps that I've taken. So, I've, I've found joy in that, joy in just being in the sun, joy in taking some time to, you know, be away from <laughs> from the day to day of of you know yeah. things that we we is used to you know what I'm saying but that was definitely my joy. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm happy for you, bro. It's, it's it's dope to hear you talk about being proud of yourself. Uh, I had like a out of body experience like a couple weeks ago. I, I guess that's how you define out of body. But like I was able to like step outside myself and like see myself and be like, damn, like if I wasn't in my own brain, like I would respect me. You know, bro. For real. <laughs> like, it's like it's almost like a. I, I feel you. I've had like yeah. something similar. I was like, you you almost see like a. You step outside your body, and it's like your soul is looking at you, and you're able yeah. to see yourself from a different perspective, and see like, damn, like you don't been through a lot, and you still remain steadfast, and you still growing, and you still remain in principle, and you still evolving as a person. That's a. Like, if you were somebody else, you'd be like, y'all fuck with that nigga. <laughs> like, as a, and that's like you need that based off how much. You torture yourself in your head, you know what I'm saying, as a result of your conditionings and how you just, as a, res- a byproduct of the society that we live in, to constantly judge yourself, to shame yourself. Uh, when you step outside your body and are able to empathize with yourself and be like, nah, like I see you as a, few, a full human and 
based off uh, highs and lows. Like you, was, you were someone like I would want you in my life. You feel me? Yeah. I would respect you. I, I would fuck with you. Like you, somebody I would speak highly of. Like to be able to look outside yourself. That's that's necessary. And hopefully, niggas can do that like every day. It's hard when you you know day to day caught up in the grind and we again taught to get caught up from a like live from a place of lack, you know, and like struggle and strife. Um, as a result of the struggle and strife we part of, but we gotta acknowledge like you gotta, niggas like, is warriors, you know? Bro, you gotta count your blessings, bro. Like mm-hmm. awesome. Real you gotta be grateful for and the way I look at it, like the quote unquote good and the bad. You know, it's like a it's a dialectical relationship yeah. between both of them. You feel me? I'm like the bad that happened in my life led to a lot of good years later. At that time period yeah. I couldn't see like oh the struggle right here, but what did that struggle birth? You feel me? Yeah. Well, how did it allow me to evolve and only, you know, have an understanding that, shoot, why, why wouldn't we struggle in this life? <laughs> if we look through history and look at the time period and then just even, you know, for me, religiously, like, if the Prophet Muhammad, you feel me, peace be upon him, went through struggles, why, why, why wouldn't I? <laughs> if Issa went through struggles, why wouldn't I? Yeah. If Musa went through struggles, why wouldn't, like, yeah. what do we... <laughs> What does that mean? You feel me? You know, those are prophets, like so. But it's important to acknowledge, like I remember a time when we was both. It was we couldn't even record the podcast without drinking. You feel me, bro? That was of course for like anxious reasons. Of course, oh, yeah. but like I look at the relationship that we had to alcohol just in general. Like it was like our our coping mechanism, our saving grace. And I would say niggas' lives haven't done nothing but got more stressful. And the fact that we're not leaning on alcohol to process our stuff, you feel me? Like standing, like that's uh, to me, that's like, bro, we have gotten stronger. Period. Some of my darkest days have come as a re- like post not drinking every day. Like some of the, I never thought I'd be able to handle some of this shit. Yeah. Feel me? Like you just said last Ramadan, bro, like you would break your fast with a beer. <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? Like, bro. Put, put my sins out there now. You know, like, <laughs> nah, literally, that's I like, big, bro. Yeah, nah, literally, I like, it was a few nights. I, you know, I want to break my fat, but I would essentially. Yeah. Not lit. <laughs> my, as soon as my, my fat's break, I'm out. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> not, 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 I at least had a few dates. Yeah. Not, uh, <laughs> but later in the night, you know. But you know, like, like, <laughs> niggas was in Ramadan and drinking. Ew. You know, Ew, like, man. I'm going to have my burger, I'm going to have my meal. Or, like, even the type of foods you're choosing to eat now, right? Like, in our relationship, we keeping groceries in the house. You feel me? Like, it's, you can tell. And mm-hmm. it just sucks. I was thinking about, like, I look back at my life sometimes. And that's where it's, you know, you got to be empathetic with yourself and real. Like, I don't, we claim, especially us two, claim to be scientists. Science is based off trial and error, bro. It's not success, 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 trial, success, trial, success, trial, success, trial, success, trial, success, trial, error, 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 trial. You know, it's like. Measure. You know, but it's like we come, we understand ourselves. We claim to be dialectical materialists. We say that that guys are, that that governs our decision, historical materialists. Why can't I look back at my life and analyze the things that I did and say, oh, that's because it is. With historical materialist analysis and give myself that grace. It's, it's with negative self talk, you feel me? It's the whispers of evil talking to ourselves. Yeah. You feel me? And the, that's the best way I could put it, the way I see it now. You know, it's like we, that negative voice inside of our head, like, what is that negative voice? You feel me? Like, Colonizer, bro. It's the evil. It's the evil. We weren't talking to each other like that. You feel bro. me? Not normally. Not on, on not the, the way. Like it, that's that's what has been indoctrinated into our mind, bro. You had to you had to think like the French was saying that the Algerians was lobotomized humans, but basically like, lobot- like lobotomized Europeans. Like that's how that's how smart they thought we were. You feel me? So when a nigga talked to you that way, when yo massa is telling you to go steal from the neighboring plantation, and then you get caught stealing in the massa, 
give you a hundred lashes for getting caught doing something he told you to do. Feel me? When the master fucking examining your body and then spitting your face, that's gonna do something to you. <laughs> that's going to do like that's going to do something to you. Centuries of that is going to do something to you. Or we even take it to contemporary times. You know, nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, when the teachers telling you you ain't shit. I mean, we we had teachers in our own lives tell us that, and now. You know what I'm saying? Like, writing. Like, writing is all, like, I was told I wasn't, you feel me? I was told I was a bad writer. <laughs> Look at me now, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that, that's that but that's, inner that's, voice. But that's that inner voice of people who ain't strong within themselves, you feel me? That's Projecting they, they, they stuff onto you, because they ain't happy with their life. And so that's, that's, a, that's a big feat to say niggas went from coping to... Nine months sober, yeah, over eight months, yeah, over eight months, yeah, over eight months sober. That's that's 250 big, plus days. And you got to treat yourself with the same dignity, integrity, and respect that you would treat someone else that was doing that same stuff, you know, yeah. making those same feats. Oh, yeah, I know it's having that discipline is important, especially the path that we've chosen, you know what I'm saying. And I think it was already written for us before this, but you know, we had, we had to choose our own destiny too. You know what I'm saying? And I think through those moments of struggle, like I don't, I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was a moment of struggle, but like look at us now. You know what I'm saying? To where if we went through what we've gone through now in that time period, I don't, who knows what that would have been like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we went through that struggle at that point, evolved, became stronger, became more disciplined, you know, had more faith. And now, we going through things that probably are a lot more challenging at this moment. Like now we're able to actually go through it in a, in, a, in a way, you feel me? Like that isn't the same type of coping mechanisms I was using yeah. three years ago. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. The next step, we, <clears throat> the next step I think, though, is being able to process some of the hard shit. Because I think what niggas are able to do is like just put their head down and keep working. Yeah, no, I think the next step is like processing it. Like we can say like, "Oh, this shit was hard." It had this, but like, what impact did it really have? And how do you release it? I think that's, and I don't have answers right now. I don't think we got to go into that. But I'm saying, I, I think that's the next step, personally for myself, for sure. Yeah, that's that's what I've been working on, as well. It's about releasing in healthier ways. You know what I'm saying? Not just putting your head down and, and grinding and, and thugging it out because that can become detrimental to you as well. You know, so growth, well, evolution. Yes, sir. Why we you know, if, if, you, if you didn't, uh, you know, wish me a happy birthday, go to patreon.com slash hellblackpotty to <laughs> pay up. Now, Fredo, go to patreon.com slash hellblackpot. Support. We got to start promoting our Patreon. Uh, no, nah, we do. We don't promote it at all. I oh, know. We can. I mean, hey. other things take priority. Mm. So as a disclaimer, you know, we, we've been uh, begging and pandering y'all to share y'all black joy, and we recorded the episode and I forgot to. So, you know, we're we going to edit this in. But we turned it back on. We turned it back on just for just to share y'all joy so we didn't get dragged. And because we're grateful for y'all engaging this, in this. As you'll see throughout this episode, we talk a lot about community, right? And so for y'all, to, for the two people who said, you know what, I got some time. I'm going to take heed to their call, share my black joy. We, it's only right that we... We, yeah, we got to do this. We have uh, to. So I'm, I'm going to read them off. I ain't finna say nobody's names. Just, uh, you know, I don't know if people's names want to be put. But um, 
one person said joy was soaking up sun. I feel that was probably my joy too. Another person said joy was starting a new job and it's going really well. Congrats on the new job. Glad it's going well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another is uh, honestly the fact that it's Ramadan, Ramadan Mubarak. To all you and may this month be filled with blessings. Ramadan Mubarak. Appreciate y'all for uh, sharing y'all joy. You know what I'm saying? We got more than three patrons. Come on, can we get? Can we double that number? For hey, the three, next three is pretty good. That three is, is pretty good. But I don't know that our, that engagement rate is kind of terrible. Uh, Patreon. If you, I'm or, saying, like, if you got, let's say, we had a hundred patrons and only three, it's three percent. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, pretty bad turnover. Pretty rate. bad engagement rate. Yeah. Uh, pretty bad. Uh, I don't know what the data scientists be calling it, but uh, can we get six people? Can we double it? That's 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 a nice a nice jump next week. If we can go from three to six, so six of y'all, and don't say oh somebody else is gonna do it. Nah, when you hear this, we talking come to on, you. Come on, little quick type up. And even hey. if you ain't, you know, share your joy. If you ain't black, we'll just call it the joy section. Yeah, so, you so share your joy. So if you non-black and you a patron, type joy section, <laughs> put your joy. <laughs> we already know it's a few of y'all who not black who know who we know listen to the podcast. So y'all need, and we know that y'all patrons. So y'all I, should be don't hide now. Exactly, don't hide now. <laughs> All right, y'all. Appreciate it. How has Ramadan been? Ramadan. How, how was different the second time around? And it, of course, sobriety. But yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost, it's my first. It's my second Ramadan, but my my first as a Muslim. You yeah. feel me? So it's like my first Ramadan. It's just some. I feel something where I'm like, yeah, like I'm just about to do it. Like I don't even remember how. How long have I could like? I think I made the decision like maybe a week before. <laughs> like it wasn't something that was super planned out, but you know, it was just I was doing some studying across different uh, religion and different spirituality and different understanding, and then something was just kept drawing me to Islam. You know, especially just looking hit through looking through history. Of course, you know, El Hajj Malik El Shabazz. A lot of the people I looked up to as revolutionaries were Muslim. So I'm like, what is this about this religion? That is, you know, some of the revolutionaries I respect most is Muslim. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, I'm a. Uh, I knew I needed to change in my life too. <laughs> I knew I needed to change, and I, I felt God's presence in my life. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do Ramadan. Looking back, you know, over a year later, that was one of the best decisions I made in my life. And uh, you know, fasting and being being able to have like discipline. Control over yourself from what you intake to um, your prayer schedule. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, that first Ramadan, you know, I wasn't, you know, making all my prayers. You know, I was still learning. You know, I was still in that very, you know, I was just focused on the fast. But then as I got, you know, used to fasting, I'm like, all right, now I'm used to fasting. Like, let me start focusing on the spiritual aspect. Let me start, you know, really reading the Holy Quran. Um, And then, you know, a few months later, I took took Shahada. Uh, and became Muslim, so I think that first Ramadan was very, very important because it. Even I think with around alcohol, like I, you know, there's probably a few nights during that Ramadan that I, uh, I drank, you know, that that first term. Um, but I think I began to have a different relationship after fasting. Like I began to have a different relationship with food, a different relationship with alcohol, just a different relationship with myself after like after that first Ramadan. It's a purge. <laughs> so it's like you know Ramadan is like is like the purification of yeah. yourself 
It is like the a month long meditation is the cleansing of yourself to where you become closer to your creator. So it's like it's not only about fasting from food and water like you fasted spiritually. You feel me? Like I ain't you know, what I'm saying like I'm fasting from I'm barely on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm watching my tongue. You feel me? I'm trying not to curse like. I'm not, you know, I was texting Lef, you know, he's talking, he's talking about Ramadan. He's like, yeah, in Ramadan, he's like, I don't, I, I don't try to hurt nothing. Like, he's like, even talking about spiders. <laughs> I seen a spider that day. I'm like, almost, you feel me? <laughs> Went to knock it down. <laughs> if I thought about Lef, I'm like, nah, I said something. I was like, well, let, let, let this spider go away from me because I don't, <laughs> I opened the door, the spider go away. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, just like really, you feel me, from even, like, you know, I ain't. I'm just fasting from him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fasting from him. You feel me? Like, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm fasting. So it's like really, uh, I feel like it's a, it's a blessing to be able to uh, really have submission to something higher than yourself, submission to Allah. You know what I'm saying? And how can we, in my perspective, how can we fight? Against one of the most evil oppressors, and we don't have like we can't fight against ourselves. You feel me? Like we can't mm-hmm. have discipline amongst ourselves. You know, and, and Ramadan is like, it's like trial and error. <laughs> you know, like for me, like the first night, um, I was making food for uh, suhoor, which is the pre-dawn uh, meal before before you start your fast, and I'm over here making uh, chicken sausage. You know, it wasn't done at the time, <laughs> so, but I, I ate eggs and I ate some uh, oatmeal. I'm like, oh, the chicken sausage, you know. So the next night, I just I made it, I made it at like two in the morning, one in the morning, and then I just heated it up, you know. So I'm like, all right, you know, it's like a, it's a learning process with like how you fast and whatnot, you know. So this this second Ramadan has been a blessing because my first one was definitely it was like a very individual thing in a way, like I wasn't going to the masjid, you know. I you know I, I didn't take shot at that point yet. But I wasn't going to the masjid. I wasn't, you know, like breaking my fast in community. And now it's like, you know, I'm going to the masjid almost every day. Uh, yeah, I've been every day since Ramadan has started. Like, and I've been breaking my fast at the masjid, like with Muslims. You feel me? So it's like, it just hit different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When that call to prayer go off and, you know, everyone around you got a date in their hand. <laughs> they say in a prayer and everyone taking a bite of the date at the same time. Like, that's like, that's communalism. Yeah, that's yeah. real, like community you know what i'm saying something that i ain't i ain't felt in that way before where everyone is like you know everyone is just fast everyone has been through different things in their day but everyone still made it here everyone's you know breaking bread and like that's that's part of like the islamic program like it's the rejection of self you feel me and understanding the community is is the essence of islam you know like you you ain't born yourself (laughs) you didn't choose to be born when you die Somebody has to wash your body. Somebody has to bury you. You know what I'm saying? When you pray as a as a man, you get more blessings when you pray in community. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, you, you bless more when you make the congregational prayer rather than praying alone. You know? So, like, there's a reward in Islamically the Ummah, the people. Yeah. You know? So, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been dope so far. It's been a lot of uh, blessings so far. You know? And this is the month that the Quran... Um, that Allah presented it to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yeah, I, uh, this shit all beautiful to both watch in here, right? Like, I uh, I got a lot of respect for Islam, 
just because, like you said, some of the, the revolutionaries that we've been able to study, ones that we've been able to meet, uh, are Muslim. Uh, and then just the way that my relationship has been able to develop with Jaleel, yourself, and Lef, um, you know, y'all, y'all are people who have, who have a grave influence on me. Um, reading about the Shakurs, you know, like that 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 has a grave influence on me. Um, and I, I see why it's it's been the it has been a the religion of of new African revolutionaries, you know, especially as we talk about getting to communal and egalitarian practices, right? Um, so much of that is the pillar of Islam. And even, you know, you think about, I did Black August last year. Like, new African Muslims. <laughs> it was new African. Right, and think about, like, you know, like, being able to watch a lot of y'all fast, you yeah. feel me? Like, and seeing the shift that that fast had for y'all, you feel me, months later. You know, it's a, it's a blessing. And, and it just... It's one of those things, like, once you turn the light on, you can't really turn it off. And when you turn it off, it comes with all the... It's just it's so demoralizing. You feel like you know when you ain't living right. Once once you get that kind of clarity, and it's hard to get that kind of clarity when you're not separate. When you unless you separate, excuse me, fully separate yourself from it. Whether that's watching the way you speak, watching the way you talk, cleaning yourself, watching the foods you eat, not drinking. Like it's that's if you can if you do the same thing every day and it becomes habit. You know it's kind of an unconscious mm-hmm. unconscious thing. And once you start making those conscious decisions, like okay, let me really think about what I'm doing, what I'm eating, what I'm taking in, what I'm what I'm letting leave my mind, body, and spirit. Uh, it's, it's, again, I, I got a lot of respect for Islam. And it's wild because, you know, my Uncle Buzz, I can't, my Uncle Clarence, I can't, I don't know if he ever took Shahada, but, you know, he used to be pushing that nation shit in the house and niggas used to be like, oh, I ain't trying to hear that shit. You feel me? Like, I ain't trying to hear that shit. You know, and it was just, yo, um, I mean, that's, I look at why the nation really didn't resonate with me. You feel me? They was like wearing suits and shit. Like to me, I didn't know the different than what them crackers be trying to have niggas on. You feel me? Like, at that time, as a as a young kid in Oakland, you feel me? Yeah. Like yeah, it's like ain't no different than what they was on um, in terms of like respectability politics. Like it just didn't speak to me at all. Um, but you know, my uncle used to be heavy on education, heavy on what you eat. You know, and it's just of course being indoctrinated by Western anti-African, anti-New African, anti-Black uh, practices and beliefs, right? I, I completely rejected it. And so it's funny, because they used to tell me like, oh, you remind me, I used to get offended by it. Just, I don't know if he's gonna listen to this. <laughs> if he a conscious person, so he probably know, like, you feel me? If he knew who I was, he would understand, right? Like, if he saw me as a kid, he should know, but. They used to tell me, I remind them of my Uncle Buzz. Like, they used to always say, like, oh, you Uncle Buzzy Jr. And they used to say, like, maybe me and Ryan or just me. He used to call niggas Uncle Buzzy Jr. I never understood it, but nah, I do. You feel me? He was always the ones helping, trying to help kids get into college, taking them on college tours, uh, a Panther. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I remember the first time I met him. Like, we was just sitting, I think, in your uh, grandma living room. Yeah. And he just talking about all this history. I'm like, man, <laughs> he's just going. You feel like? Yeah. He knew some of my family, you know, that was uh, longshoremen and whatnot. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and so it's like Islam has been in my life. I was reading, I was it's funny, bro. I was looking at like some obituaries this morning, and I had two of my cousins. Uh, you feel me? Their middle names was Kareem and Alakim. You feel me? I'm like, damn, like this is from my uh, on my my granny Jackie side. You feel me? I'm like, 
I think that they dad was a Muslim. You yeah. feel me? So it's like seeing how with those names, you know. You feel me? Like seeing how shit, yeah. you know, uh Hassani. Yeah, I mean You know what I'm saying? Like Hassan is a really yeah, you know? very respectable name. And we man. used to all be listening to like, you know, when I remember being younger, like Ryan put me on the, the ballad or the bullet, you feel me? Like when I was young. And we used to like, you know, like always imitate Malcolm and joke and shit, but it's uh I'm just like now nah, I'm able feel me, like I'm just able to realize that. Yeah. The, the impact, the impact that in different area, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I, I, you know, it's funny because we were talking about earlier in the episode, like being slaves to capitalism. You know what I'm saying, and that's one of the the, the best things about Ramadan. It's really a rejection of this capitalist uh, hyper consumption, gluttony, spending money, consuming. Oh, you know, it, it's a rejection of that, and you know, regardless of of class status within. You know, the Muslim community is like every Muslim is doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Every Muslim is waking up, <laughs> getting their suhur, you feel me, making wudu, and then fasting from fajr, you feel me, to sunset or a little bit after sunset. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody is rejecting this, like, consumption, this materialist world, or even, like, this, the way, I, one thing I was thinking about was, like, the way we use, like, like slaves to time. You know, I'm lucky, obviously, not... Not having a, a a boss, you know what I'm saying. Not having to clock in somewhere, so like I, I have a lot more um, privilege and autonomy during this Ramadan. But like I, I was telling someone last night, I'm like the way I've been viewing time lately is just basically off the call to prayer. <laughs> like that's been my my been my like the way I'm I'm seeing time. You know what I'm saying? Like I go to sleep when I'm I'm tired. I'll make sure I wake up for the prayers. Though, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm up late night working till two three. Fall asleep and wake up at 4.45, 5 in the morning, eat, make wudu, pray, go sleep, wake up again, get to work, pray, you know what I'm saying, work a little more, maybe take another nap, you know, like I've been able to like really abolish being like a slave right, to time, you know what I'm saying, to the, at least this it's Western, the way that you come to understand the, this time. Western concept of time where it's like, you're still being productive, but like yeah, now your but work now, schedule, your, your relation to work is like taking naps and shit, bro. Like that's important, but you're not running yourself into the ground. You're respecting your body, yeah. you know. And like, you have the opportunity to do that. And you should do it. Yeah. You feel me? Like, you got to do that. Yeah. So that's one one thing that's I think it reminds you because it's like Ramadan is also like you minded of. Shoot, I'm I, I'm lucky. I got dates. You feel me? But there's people around the world that might only have a, one date to break their fast. You know what I'm saying? So it makes you conscious of, you know. People every day go go through life without having a meal, bro. <laughs> so it makes you conscious more so of like, all right, this is what people are going through on an everyday basis. And now what is one thing that I can do? And, you know, in Islam, it's like pay zakat. You feel me? It's uh, give your money away to help other people. You know what I'm saying? Feed other people. You know, they say if, if you can't fast because of like a, a sickness or, you know, uh, you have to travel or something, you know, if you can, make that day up, right? If you're able to fast, make that day up. But also... One way you do it is by feeding somebody. You get that same reward. You know, so it's, uh, when I think about communalism and I think, like, did, you know, people got their, uh, you know, Mark Shalena, and for me it's the Quran. <laughs> you know, the things that Allah says to do in the Quran is nobody should go hungry. And that's why the ultimate, <laughs> the huh. ultimate thing you could do in the name of Allah is revolt. Bro, literally, like, <laughs> that's why the ultimate thing you can do is revolution. Bro, it's funny because I was literally, I was, uh, yeah, I had my, I went to the the master yesterday, and I had my people's program sitting on. 
and, and you know this African bro come on, hey bro, I, I like the I like the hoodie work. I get it at you feel me? So I'm telling him, and then um, you know I'm just sitting on the couch last night. And I'm thinking about like like the call, like free to land. You feel me? Like in many ways, I was reflecting on that call, and I'm like, Islamically, that that, that that's a like it's an Islamic call as well, free to land. And thinking about the development and the evolution of free to land, like. It came from El Haj Malik El Shabazz, like his influence on the new African independence movement. You know what I'm saying? But in the, in the Quran, it says, um, it says, uh, fighting God's cause against those who fight you, but not, but do not overstep the limits. God does not love those who have overstepped the limits. Kill them whenever you encounter them and drive them out from where they drove you out for persecution is more serious than killing. <laughs> if that ain't free to land then that's it like literally we talking about driving talking about them the out capitalism you feel me we talking about the colonizer we driving them out of the land you feel me they drove us you feel me they took us from our land and they stole this land we, 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 it is a religious call <laughs> mm-hmm. and it is ordained for us as Muslims to fight against that I, I don't know <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it, it is ordained for us to fight to fight back like and the Quran also says it says uh, fighting is ordained for you, though you dislike it. You may dislike something, although the, although it is good for you, or like something, although it was bad for you. Yep. <laughs> we not might we might not want to go to war. We might not want to go to battle, but it's prescribed for us as Muslims, as long as there's injustice in this world. <laughs> you know, when we we talk about revolution being the ultimate form of love, right? Like when you start to see yourself in every single human, you start to see. They subjugation is your subjugation, right? It's like I'm not free unless everybody free, which is when you're getting talk about Pan Africanism, right? Uh, all all of Africa, right? Af- Africa that extends outside of the borders of the continent. Uh, when you when you see what your people are being subjected to on a mass scale, all oppressed peoples, in the name of saving, giving them life, uplifting them, you'll do whatever it takes. And what that calls for in this situation uh, is first teaching them, educating them, feeding them, organizing them, gaining control of our resources, our institutions, our wealth, and ultimately waging war against our oppressor, against the person that makes it to where we work 40, 40 plus hours a week and can barely keep a roof over our head. You know, our, our parents work 50 years and barely got enough for retirement. To where motherfuckers can't get their teeth fixed. So they're talking to somebody today, you know, Brazy hit me like, hey, we might be able to have somebody partner with the clinic to where we can, uh, you know, like a Western dental or something to where they can come and clean people's teeth, right? Like, people don't have access to that. Kids in Oakland getting cancer because their schools is on top of uh, lead and what's the other fucking toxin? Oh, shit. TCE or something? TCE, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it is, it is our duty to preserve the people. And if there are people in the way that want to that wanna say, nah, you don't you don't deserve life, liberty, health. Mm. Then you gotta remove them people. <laughs> you got to. On a personal level, on a spiritual level, <laughs> you oh, gotta yeah. remove them people. I mean that's why we're you know, El Haj Malik El Shabazz, he said by any means necessary. He really he got that from uh Franz Fanon. And Franz Fanon's Muslim. You feel me? I believe that at some point in his life too, he also used the name uh Ibrahim before mm-hmm. Franz Fanon. Mm-hmm. Right? Um so even taking, you know, that call by any means necessary, that in itself is a religious call, influenced by Islam, you know, it's, it, and it's not necessarily by any means necessary. It's still like 
Because if you're going back to the Quran, say, fighting God's cause against those who, who fight you, but do, not, but do not overstep the limits. Well, that's what by, by any means necessary, literally, that's what by any means necessary means. Mm-hmm. We're going to get it by any means necessary within the constraints of a revolutionary, within the constraints of humanity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just meaning, oh, just do whatever. Like, there's specific <laughs> rules and protocols that you got to follow. Because have mercy at the same time. You feel me? Yeah. So I'm like, I'll be reading those things. I'm like, oh, from an Islamic perspective, like you, you can see why France Fanon was at the All-African People's Conference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Nkrumah was on, like, the Gandhiism and the nonviolence was, mm-hmm. then you have a, a Muslim like France Fanon saying, nah, <laughs> we, we, we need violence. We, 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 have, to, we have to deal with them because they is violent to us. Yeah. And, he, you know, that's, that's coming from an Islamic perspective when he's saying that. And he's saying by any means necessary. He's talking about... <laughs> The Quran, <laughs> and but the, but that gets removed a lot of times. You feel me? Especially with France for nine, like that, that gets removed from his his thinking of his theology mm-hmm. and the way he's thinking, even in his writing, how the Quran is having an influence on what he is saying. You feel me? Like literally, and that made one of the biggest shifts. You feel me? From France for nine to, to El Haj Malik El Shabazz and the way we understand violence, the way we understand revolutionary violence, the way we understand principle violence. Because that's what they that's what they is calling for. And it's it's wild to me when I think about people saying that like religion is anti-science when you have dialectical materialists like Malcolm, like Fanon, making the claim, right? Letting Islam guide them to the scientific ex- the scientific conclusion that oh, we must meet this colonial violence with a revolutionary violence. And even you uh philosophical consciousness. Kwame Nkrumah, right, where he says uh, the three segments of what, of African society will come together. It's the traditional. Is it the? Is the, 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 the Islam, Islamic, Islamic, the, Christ, the Christian, and the, traditional. The Western, the Western uh, Christian, and then the traditional. We have to understand all these different. However, we may see the Creator. However, whoever we may see religion. We understand that it plays a role in Africa, and that's and a dialectical materialist analysis. That's a dialectical materialist analysis, yeah. right? So how can we say that religion is anti-science? It isn't. I mean, <laughs> it's people who say that is just you know reactionary or triggered by their experiences. Most most of the times, especially as new Africans within the church, you know, and, and there's things you know there, there's there's things especially if you don't fully dive into it. Like there's things you read in the Quran based off of like my own upbringing. That I could read and be like misinterpret or ch- get triggered in a certain way where I'm like, oh, well, what do you what do you mean you talk about children of Israel? What do you mean like I associate that with Zionism? I don't, but I'm like, no, that that's not exact. That's not. Let's talk about Musa and, and Ben Israel. You feel me? Or the tribe? Like I ain't talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like being able to understand or even like uh, fear. You know the the, the word fear is like it's, it's really about having God consciousness, being conscious of a law. You feel me? Where not this, the way where we hear fear in this Western sense, you know what I'm saying? Like the way translations are, you know? So there's certain things where it can trigger, it's triggered me where I'm like, oh, you have to really think about it, even from a different perspective. Yeah. From a historical perspective. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm religious, but I've become very spiritual as a result of uh, my new African identity and as a result of me studying uh, new African and African revolutionary movements, right? Like we got the history of Pan-African revolt on the, on the table. You hear about uh, Toussaint L- Louverture? I don't know how you pronounce it. 
I'm not gonna pronounce it right, but yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. <laughs> and like uh, Dessalini's and right from from the Haitian Revolution, um, and the role that like Voodoo played in that, yeah. and Nat Turner. You feel me? I like, mean, yeah, there was, there was Muslims at the time of the Haitian Revolution yeah. too, which people erase. But yeah, nah, that's all. It's all Nat Turner using the Bible, the, the Holy Scripture, yeah. <laughs> and, and waging nah. They're saying that we ain't supposed to be ordained to slavery. What you mean? The Bible don't say this. <laughs> yeah. And so through reading reading stuff like that and seeing the role that like religion and spirit has played in revolutionary movements and then also just reading history in general and, and hearing like even like reading a book like White Malice, reading the book like the FBI Warren Tupac Shakur, reading shit the Wretched of the Earth, reading the Black Jacobins, right? Like reading those books, I guess like bringing our ancestors ancestors to life in a way that I hadn't felt before and like it's having me way more connected to my grandparents and shit like bro we sitting at my grandpa and my grandma table bro recording this podcast you Mm -hmm. feel me like this table is like from the 80s you feel me like I I had Thanksgiving dinner at this table when I'm four or five years old you feel me like this Mm -hmm. is probably a table my grandpa had his last meal at you know what I'm saying like all I just feel way more connected uh, to my ancestors as a result of Finding my new African identity and my and by and thus my African identity, and that's why they that's why they want us to be African everything but African. Everything but African. You could be African American. You could be a Negro, a POC, because once you identify with African, there's a whole lineage. What 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 Teray say? You know that your history is thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of year old. Monotheism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Monotheism like, came from Africa. All the, the, the traditional spiritualities, it came from Africa. Africa produced that. Whatever way you want to lie about it, Africa produced that. Adam. <laughs> you know, if, if you take the different, you know, whether it's Islam or uh, Judaism or Christianity, like Adam in classical Arabic means black, <laughs> dark. <laughs> yeah. And the law commanded the angels to bow down to Adam. <laughs> so literally, like, the, the origins of spirituality, of religion, is in Africa. That's why we got to give the folks the history in one you way know? or another. Whether you're going to have to read it, you're going to have to watch it, you're going to have to listen to it. But y'all got to yeah. get y'all history because this, this is your destiny. This is Feel, your yeah. ancestors. If you it know? was a war on our people, you don't think they would have a war on our religions? On the war on our, our different spiritual practices? That they wouldn't try and, and steal our spiritual practices? Man, they, And I was, resell it to us? When you, Through a King James version of the Bible. When you was getting when we was getting fresh off them ships, they was, hey, this is your master and this is what you're gonna follow right here. This is Christianity and this is how you follow it. This is our Western Christianity and this is how you follow it. That was like within the first things you was being taught. Within the first thing you Bro. Yes a master and this is the God you pray to. Period. Won't hear no won't hear none but no, yes a and the interpreters right there for you. Yeah. And the way you're talking about like Ancestors and you know the people before us. It's like in the Quran it says, "And do not say those who are killed in the way of a law that they are dead; they are alive, even though you have no knowledge of their life." You feel me? Even like we speak in our ancestors right now. You know what I'm saying? And whatever uh, religious or spiritual view they had, right? I'm sure they believed in the Creator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we speak in them into existence right now. They still with us. We talk about El Haj Malik El Shabazz right now. His image is right there, looking at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they still with us, and they still influence us, and they are still alive. They spirit like, yeah. like, like. Uh, I believe it's uh, Ahmed Seko Teray said like when Q's I think summarized it like they don't die. We like we don't die. Yeah. They do. 
<laughs> like us who are you know conscious of our creator, we don't die. <laughs> they they do. We still we still alive, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like our spirits is, and it's proven, in my opinion, through the way, uh, you know, like the, the martyrdom of El Haj Malik El Shabazz, and how the martyrdom then led to the creation of the Black Panther Party. And the creation of the the new African independence movement, and the creation of the Republic of New Africa, mm-hmm. like and that's the creation of the people's programs. That's like literally like they are still with us. Hey. They they are still guiding us. They spirits are still here. You feel me? And that's 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 that spirituality and that spiritual understanding that we have to have. You feel me? We don't die. <laughs> they do. You know, and those martyred and, and the lost cause get reward. <laughs> you feel me? And through through that understanding, what, what fear can we have? <laughs> like when we really really dive deep in that, because El Haj Malik El Shabbat, he knew, he knew what he was coming home to, but he stood on truth, <laughs> even if the truth got him killed. He knew what he was coming home to when he made that decision to come back yep. and to build the organization, to build a mosque. He knew, he knew, he knew. He knew. Pac knew. <laughs> you feel me? Yep. But they still with us. <laughs> they still with us and still guiding us. So, you know, however you may view your creator, you know what I'm saying, as, as Africans, I, I, we've never been atheist. We ain't never been individualistic. <laughs> we've never been individualistic. We've all been, you know, we've we've all been communal. We've been communal. We've been communal. And we have all had spiritual understandings of life, of being created, of having a creator, of understanding there's a creator, of understanding we wasn't just born out of thin air. And then the religion is just the organized fashion of it, you know? Whatever you got to, whatever, the, the first step I would recommend to anybody is reclaim your, your affinity for Africa, for being African. From there, a whole world opened up to you, a new conscience, a new mind, a new body, a new spirit. That's step number one, and it's a journey, but step number one is you have to buy into Africa because once you do that, you realize that Europe and America are our number one oppositions, and you will be weary of anything they feed you, food, information, religion, spirit. Connect back to Africa. That's starting point one, and from there, a whole world opened up to you, a whole history of millions and millions and millions of people opened up to you to guide you, protect you, to learn from, to build so we got to start there, reclaiming our affinity to Africa. Ramadan Mubarak, man. Well, how much time we got? We should do extended. 56, 31. I don't know how long it is. For this next part of the episode, go into Hella Black, patreon.com backslash, backslash Hella Black Pod.